0: spiritual slang like, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good, or won't he do it? (laughs) Because you know he really will. Hey. Hello, welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm the host Chanel, and this is my podcast. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing so great. I'm excited to be back for another episode. And I'm really excited about this one, actually, because I've had it written down as something I wanted to talk about for a while. But then I kind of put it down and um, didn't reference it again. And then as I was trying to figure out what the next episode I was going to come out with, this one got dropped on my spirit. And I was like, I can do that. I can do that. But before we dive into the episode, for anyone who doesn't know, spiritual slang is all about helping people who look like me Not on the outside, but on the inside. And what that means is helping anyone who has gone through similar things that I have gone through, have struggled with rejection issues, daddy issues, insecurities, imposter syndrome, you name it. I've dealt with it. Um, But this space was just created to show you that there is a light at the end of every dark tunnel because this podcast continues to be a light at the end of so many dark tunnels for me. And to also just remind you that you're not alone, that no matter what people's lives look like on the outside, We're all struggling with something and um, we're all trying to just make it and get through it and that there is light at the end of it and that you won't always be the way you are in this moment, in the pain, in the insecurities, in the issues. You're not always going to be in them so deep. That was just a quick little synopsis of what my podcast is about for anyone who's new. But let's get into it. So today's episode is on waiting. As I said, I've had the idea for this episode written down for a while, but I was recently reminded of waiting when I was praying to God, I feel like two weeks ago, and I was asking him for something. And then I think like a few days after I had prayed, which sometimes, you know, when you pray about something and then you kind of forget it, um, I kind of forgot that I was praying for it. Like it was in the back of my head, but I just like prayed for it and then left it at that. And on one specific day i was so there's this thing i do and my friends know but for anyone who doesn't know i'm all about in this new year being intentional and disciplined about my time and just everything in my life um the way i spend my money the time i spend the t- with friends the time i f- spend with god um the time i spend resting and then working and everything so just trying to be extremely disciplined and intentional in this season and so one of the things that i've done in order to do that is I created this thing where I call it (laughs) to anyone who I'm trying to explain it to. So to y'all, I call it dinner with Jesus. The reason I call it dinner with Jesus is because in new seasons of your life, um, you become busier than other seasons, right? And so it might be harder to find time to spend with your friends or find time to spend with God sometimes, unfortunately. And so you feel like, you know, there, there's just so much going on that you only have like ample amount of time to spend with God and sometimes what we end up doing in situations like that is we just give him five minutes right before we go to sleep instead of actually being intentional about the time but you almost do it just to like kind of check off a box instead of really being as I said intentional about the time you spend with him so that you are able to fully understand what he's trying to tell you but also learn more about who he is And so I didn't want to do that in this new season. I didn't want to just give him the last five minutes of my day. And so I was like, where can I fit him in to my day and be intentional about it? And I was like, why don't I do dinner with him? It's as if I was having a friend over for dinner and we would just have a conversation at the table as we're eating. That's what I do. And so... I end up making myself dinner, and then when it's time to eat, I put my phone away. I make sure I put an alarm for a certain amount of time that I'm spending with God, but if the alarm goes off and I'm still in it, it's it's not like I just stop, but I just wanna make sure that I'm not giving Him three minutes or five minutes. Um, And then I just sit there and eat, and I read His word, and I talk to Him out loud. It's as if I'm digesting what I'm reading, and then I'm journaling at the same time, and then I'm also eating. And so I do the thing, dinner with Jesus, and on this specific day, It was a couple days after I had prayed for something specific and I was asking God to kind of show me some sort of sign or confirm whether or not it was okay. And this day I got home from work and for some reason I just didn't want to do dinner with Jesus. I was like, I want to eat dinner and then I want to watch a YouTube video while I eat and then I'll spend time with God at night, like before I go to bed. And so there was some type of pull like tugging me to not do it. And it felt like it was just like as if there was just so much resistance. And then I had a moment where I was like, Chanel, if you're experiencing this much resistance just to have dinner with Jesus, which is what you do every day and you like to do, you need to do it because obviously there's something that is for you in that moment. So you have to push through the not wanting to and actually do it so you don't miss out on it. So I did and I had dinner with Jesus and I was reading a chapter in Deuteronomy, and I believe I was reading it verse by verse. Actually, no, I was reading a chapter in Psalm, and I was reading it verse by verse, and so it was the day for like the last verse, and that verse said, wait for the Lord, and in that moment, I knew exactly what he was referring to for my life at the moment. It was in relation to what I had prayed for, and I could not deny it. That verse for that day was wait for the Lord. That's what it said at the end. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I knew exactly what it was speaking to in my life for that moment. As I said, I had just prayed a few days before for something or confirmation on whether or not I should move forward or something or not. And it said, wait for the Lord. And I was like, wow. Funny thing is, though, so when I read it, I knew exactly what that was answering, but I had this revelation where it was like, because sometimes, you know, we'll be praying to God for something and we want to ask for his permission or ask him if it's the right thing, thing to do or the right way to go. And while we're praying, though, we're hoping that his answer will be in our favor, because, you know, when you ask for something, there's an answer that you're looking for. But you don't actually say that out loud. And so I had in my head like what I hope he would say or like that he would say, okay, proceed. But he said, wait. And there was a part of me where I was like, is he just talking generally or if he's, is he talking to the specific <laughs> part that I asked about, that I prayed about? And I was like, no, Chanel, you cannot ignore that. You know, it's referring to what you had just prayed about. And so what's crazy about that is that I was experiencing so much resistance because If I had not actually read that verse in that moment, in that dinner time, and I had waited into before bed the way I wanted to, I would have ended up proceeding with what he was telling me to wait for. Because I low-key had it in my head that I was going to do it that night, whatever I was praying for. Because I was like, well, I think it's okay to do it. And then I was experiencing resistance, and I ended up doing dinner with Jesus, and he told me to wait. And so that was just like a moment where I was like, it is really, really important to wait, not only for something that you're praying for, but also wait for to hear from the Lord on what you're supposed to do. We can't just give him a timeline or we can't just pray for something. And then a week has passed and he hasn't said anything about it or you don't feel like you've received confirmation. So you just proceed with your own thing and like, all right, that means like a yes, No answer does not mean a yes, and so just waiting for his answer is just as important as waiting for whatever the blessing or thing you're waiting for in life is. There's a lot of things that we end up waiting for. We can be waiting for the next opportunity, for a chance to do something, for the right time to start something, a business, a new job, the right time to leave something or someone Or we can be waiting for the right relationship. In this episode, I'm gonna talk about all those types of weights, but there obviously is another really, really big weight that, as believers, we are very familiar with, and that is waiting until marriage to have sex, which I'm gonna leave that to another episode because that deserves a moment of its own. But in this specific episode, we're gonna be talking about. Just waiting for the right time, for the right person, for the right opportunity, for the right job, for the right next step. And the waiting period isn't a one-size-fits-all. The time frames can be so different, dependent on what you're waiting for, as well as dependent on the person and when God says it's time for you to receive something. And so it can sometimes take a couple months And in other moments, it can be a few years. Either way, no matter how long or short it is, the wait is so important. Personally, I've definitely had to wait a while for a few different things that I've finally seen come to pass. But there are also still some things that I'm waiting for in this moment. And I'm like, God, where is it at? (laughs) I'm tired of waiting We're all going to be waiting for something at some point in our life or throughout our entire life. But another key reason why I really wanted to talk about it is because I feel like the wait is where a lot of us get caught up in. The period between wanting something and that thing actually coming to pass is where we, including myself, can get caught up. All of a sudden, thoughts creep in telling us that it's never going to happen. You're not good enough to actually do it. That's why it's not happening or we get tired of waiting. So we just settle, settle for the wrong job, settle for the wrong relationship. And then this leaves us more hurt and sometimes broken because we have to undo everything that we set up on our own to do because we were impatient. And undoing those things never gets easy because we're human. So our feelings get caught up in it. We, you know, find ourselves attached to the wrong things. And having to unattach yourself to those things, and this can be anything, like it's going to be a person, a job, whatever it is, having to unattach yourself feels like you're losing a part of yourself. And so it never gets easier. And every time I have the same realization, like, God, I should have just waited on you. Let's get into the nitty gritty. So what are we waiting for? I feel like in a world where everything comes to us so quickly, we're so accustomed to instant gratification. In the moment that it is shaken, the moment something doesn't happen as quickly as we want it to, or in the timing that we want it to, we freak out. We start to second guess it. We start to doubt ourselves. We start to doubt that it's ever even going to happen for us. But the thing is that there's a time for everything. God has a time for everything and his timing is perfect. We may have heard that. I feel like I've heard that so many times where his timing is perfect. It's God's timing, God's timing. But it is so true no matter how many times you've heard it because it's facts. Like any time that I've seen something come to pass and it happened later than I wanted it to, I was actually thankful at the timing that it happened and because of who I was when it happened or who I wasn't when I wanted it to happen. If we're not ready for that thing that we're waiting on, we can destroy it. And so we have to like, you know appreciate the weight or understand that God knows who we need to be what we need in everything and so his timing is relative to all those little parts being in place he knows who we need to be what we need who we need to have in our life in order to succeed at the thing that we are waiting on so there's pieces to be moved in preparation to be made before we can lay hold of it the waiting period is basically like preparation period And so we have to, have to, have to steward it wisely. It is so important. And by steward, I mean we have to take care of that time wisely. We have to manage that time wisely, that waiting period wisely. And obviously, waiting is extremely hard. It's not easy by any means when you're just waiting for something and you really, 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 really want something. But you can't have it in this moment or it's not happening for you in this moment. That'll humble you real quick. (laughs) And so it's really, really hard. But the moment that God says it's go time and the moment that the waiting is over, everything is expedited and you can't stop it. I've seen it so many times. I've seen it in my life, but I've also seen it in my friends' lives where they've been waiting for something. But then the moment that it was time for them to execute on it and it was time and it was go time and the wait was over, everything was expedited. Everything started to move so quickly and abundantly and overflow in their life. And so it was like almost like they went from essentially not having anything or, you know, like having just the vision or the idea to like having so many branches of it and it elevating and being fruitful and succeeding. Since the waiting period is almost like the calm before the storm, but I don't want to say the storm because I feel like once you get what you're waiting for, it's not necessarily a storm, but you will be essentially probably way more busy. Um, You'll have so much more going on than you do during the waiting period, and it's just going to overflow and be abundant. And because of that, I also like to think of the waiting period as a resting period. When the waiting period is over and it is go time, you're not only going to get what you have been waiting on, but also let's not forget that too much is given, much is expected. What I mean by that is that not only is the workload obviously going to be a lot and that's like the idea of what we think when we think of like too much is given much as expected you become busier there's a lot more going on there's more expected of you of course because you have so much more but also the d- demand on who you have to become to properly execute the thing that you're waiting on is also something I like to put into that phrase too much is given much is expected when you latch onto that thing that you've been waiting on and it's finally go time, the demand on who you have to become is going to grow you like no other. When it's go time, is basically grow time. Let's just say that. And growing pains obviously don't feel good. That's why they call it growing pains. It's going to challenge you. It's going to stretch you. It's going to call on you to become someone that you're extremely uncomfortable or unfamiliar with, but in a good way because God is leading you? Essentially, the person you need to become for the thing that you're waiting on is not going to look like the person you were. You may have to become more self-aware, more disciplined, and it's going to require you to walk, as I said, in an authority that you've never actually walked in. I've experienced that in my life where when I've gotten bigger things or newer things in my life, although I was so happy with them and I was like, dang, I waited for this and this is great. This is everything I was looking for. It has caused me to become someone that I was unfamiliar with or uncomfortable with being and not in a bad way, as I said, but just uncomfortable with because I had to walk in an authority that I've never walked in. I consider myself a very timid person or more on the shy side until you get to know me. But <laughs> more on the shy side, and I've kind of grown out of that as I've gotten older, but but I feel like that aspect of me is always going to be there and not even in a bad way, just in a that's me. And so when I've been called to bigger things and I've had to walk in authority where I've had to take control or stand up for myself or speak up and really talk like I know what I'm talking about, that's been uncomfortable for me. That's really stretched me because the enemy will try to get in my head and tell me i don't know what i'm talking about or you know how he does once god is calling you to things or um in bigger rooms and rooms with people that you have no business being in and the enemy tries to creep in and be like do you really know what you're talking about are you really that smart do you really think you can do this and so i've had to like push those down and really just step up and previously if i ever found myself in any room where i felt like these people were too big or like I don't know I wasn't meant to be there I would just stay quiet the entire time but I'm finding now that as I've latched on to new things that I've been waiting for God has called me to actually speak up and that is extremely uncomfortable so I say all that to say too much is given much is expected when you're given that thing that you're waiting on there's going to be a lot expected of you not just in your workload and what you have to handle and manage, but also in who you are and who who you are required to become. Those things that we're waiting on a lot of times are really big or just things that will take us to another level or a new level. And so when you get to that new level, there are going to be things that you have to fight, new things that you have to fight that you've never fought in before. So maybe you get a job that you've always wanted, And you've never experienced any like insecurities or self-worth or imposter syndrome. But all of a sudden, when you get the new job, you start to experience those things. Because it's not like once you get what you're waiting for, the enemy just disappears or he just like leaves. No, the enemy goes with you. He will be there showing up, trying to stop you from continuing to grow and go from glory to glory. And I think I've, I've heard this before, but like new level, new devil. And that's exactly like I couldn't have put it any better. New level, new devil. It almost makes you appreciate the waiting period because it allows you to rest and prepare and become someone before you actually have to face these things that you're going to face once you get whatever you're waiting on. When you change your perspective and you realize that there's a lot more to what I'm asking for than I can even see. And God knows what comes with what you're asking for. And so there's a reason why he has you waiting because he's preparing things or he's forming you to become someone who can handle the things that are going to be thrown at you once you actually receive the blessing that you're waiting on. To be clear, when I'm talking about waiting, I don't mean waiting and not doing anything at all or just sitting on the couch twiddling, you know, our thumbs. There is a time for rest, as I've said, but it is possible to rest and still work the season that you're in. By definition, wait means to stay where one is or delay action until a particular time or until something else happens. That part about delaying action is really what I'm honing in on. Waiting until you know it's the right moment to start executing on something. So maybe it's, you know, you're supposed to put out, I mean, in my history or example, um, I knew I was going to put out a podcast two years prior to even putting it out. And so instead of executing on it and launching it in that moment, I waited until I felt like it was the right time until I felt as though God was telling me to put it out. You can take that and relate it to any situation or thing that you're waiting on. Not taking things into your own hands, but waiting on the green light from God. In this period, work on yourself maybe work out a job, serve in your community, in your church, however, and then work on purpose. Those are all still things you can do in the waiting period so that you align yourself and position yourself in the right space and are prepared for when God says it's time. As I mentioned earlier, I've had to wait for things and I'm still waiting on things. And one of my waits had to do with waiting on a door to open. I was unemployed for two months waiting for God to show me how he was going to provide. I didn't know how he was going to do it though. It wasn't like I had this plan in my head or anything specific. I just know he said he would provide. So I didn't know how he was going to do it, but I was waiting for him to present it to me or to open the door and say, this is how. Do you ever feel like that though? Like you're waiting on something, but you don't actually know what you're waiting for. You just know that something is coming or something new is about to happen or, you know, something's about to change, but you don't actually know how it's going to happen or what it's going to look like. That was me. While I waited, though, I worked on spiritual slaying. I rested. I actually rested a lot. It was great, to be honest. I served in my church and I focused on God in that time. So I was still working the season I was in. And then an opportunity came to me, and I didn't have to go find it. It found me. I truly believe that that happened because I had the faith to believe that God was going to do it, and I didn't try to take matters into my own hands and figure it out on my own. I just did what I could do in that time, and God worked it all out. Just a second ago, I was talking about How I waited two years to launch spiritual slang. And if you're not new here, you know that because I've talked about it before. But it is important to note that sometimes we can have a really, really good idea and be so excited about it, but it's not time to act on it right away or it's not time to launch it right away. I actually have a really good friend who was in a similar position or is in a similar position as I was in when I um, found out I was going to do spiritual slang, where they have this. Great idea, but it's not actually time for them to act on it. And so they haven't released anything on it, but have been praying for it and has been slowly working towards it and doing little bits of work here and there for that thing so that it is fully prepared and a full baby for the time when it actually is born. With spiritual slang specifically, I had that period of time where, you know, it took me two years, but as I've continued to walk in this, there's been ideas that God has continued to give me and download into me that haven't been ready to be released yet in regards to spiritual slang. And so there's things that I have written down or things that I'm planning, but I haven't actually released them yet in relation to spiritual slang because it's not time. It needs to, it needs to cultivate before it can launch. But one of the things recently just happened, and that was turning spiritual slang into video. That was something I thought about a while ago, but I didn't know how I was going to do it, and I also wasn't really in a rush to figure it out, to be honest, um, because it just didn't feel right yet. I just knew it was going to happen. I just didn't want to do it prematurely. Then I was randomly, well, random to me, but not random to the Lord, of course, (laughs) talking to my neighbor who is a video editor and a spiritual slang listener, which I did, had no idea about. And I was telling him about where I wanted to take it. And he offered to be a part of it and help me. I didn't ask. He offered. Just the way I wasn't looking for a job and it found me. That's the same way that this happened. So when we are obedient, God takes care of everything for us. If we're obedient to what he's telling us to do, he will figure it all out. That's the beauty of being in relationship with God. You don't have to carry that heavy weight because he is going to do it all. You just have to trust him. There are a couple things that I definitely want to point out about this neighbor situation. For starters, sometimes we're waiting because the people that are going to help us do something aren't in our life just yet or aren't ready to help us. You need the right people around you to execute what God is calling you to do. You can't do it all by yourself. And so you have to allow time for God to get those people in a right position in their life to be able to serve your vision or to be able to help you in whatever you're waiting on. So that could be one reason why you're waiting because those people aren't ready yet. And the second thing, which is crazy, is that before I had that conversation with my neighbor, I actually had a random thought. I don't know how far in advance before that conversation, but I had a thought that it would be great if my neighbor, and I don't know why I was thinking this, but I was just like, it'd be great if my neighbor helped me with the video, but I never asked him because it didn't feel right in my spirit to do so. And that's just like, oh, it's so amazing because that's how God works. He took care of it for me. I didn't have to ask, like, as I said, he took care of it for me. He made it happen without me trying to do it on my own. That's truly how God gets the glory. So just wait on him. Wait on him to put the pieces together. Wait on him to get you prepared. Wait on him to get the people who are going to help you prepared. And trust me, once it actually comes, once the promise comes, once it's go time, it's so much sweeter and you have so much more peace. The Bible says not to grow weary because in due time it will happen. The definition of weary from good Old Google means not to grow tired or exhausted in strength, endurance, or patience. That's actually so good. Let that, let that brew in your spirit for a moment. What that's telling me though is that in this period of waiting, don't get so tired of working the season that you're in or what you have that you stop. Or don't get so tired and become impatient that you take things into your own hands. Keep going because when the time is right, in due time, it will come to pass. Keep the endurance going. Keep the patience going. Keep the strength going. Even if it's just like a little ounce, a little mustard seed of it, keep it going because in due time, in the right time, when everything's aligned and prepared, it will happen. I'll also say don't get caught up in comparing yourself or your journey to someone else's that it makes you frustrated with where you are in your weight. This is still something that I have to check myself on because we live in a life of social media. Like it's so easy to see people's lives or so we think it's someone's life, but obviously like we all we've all heard it. It's just the highlight parts of it. um, because you don't actually know everyone's life for real for real unless you're living it. It's so easy though because we have so much access to other people with all of this social media. And so, comparing ourselves is almost like like I feel like we could even do it just subconsciously. It's just something that automatically happens when you're looking at other people's life. And comparison is so dangerous because we can get so caught up in other people's lives that we actually prolong our own blessings because we're too busy focused on them. Instead, we're just wasting time that could be spent on preparing for whatever we're waiting on or bettering ourselves and we're wasting it on other things or people that we aren't even supposed to have in our life or at least we're not supposed to have in our life in the moment that we're in just because we're trying to keep up with the joneses like just trying to keep up with everybody else the reality is though that god is on time and he's never late right his timing is perfect It's always the right time when he says it is. So even in your comparison or looking at other people's lives, and if you feel like you're behind, God has a history of making the last person first. That's exactly, that. like, that's just what he does. He takes the least expected, the one with the least experience, the last person, and he exalts them to the top and makes them first. I... Feel like I am the least expected for the lot of things that I've been called to do or have done. If you take a peek into my history and just, y'all, I mean, that's a story for another day, but just taking a look into my history, I am the least expected for what he's calling me to do. So don't get caught up in the thoughts that, you know, it may not happen because it's too late or you don't have. What that person has, or don't have the experience that they have, because that's where God does his best work. Just wait on him. Let's also not forget how important it is to believe in yourself. It's so important to believe that what you're praying for, what you're hoping for, can actually happen for you, and to believe that you deserve it. I feel like that's where faith comes in. Based on our past, Sometimes we can feel like we can be praying for something or waiting on something and there'll be moments where we think, or at least this has happened to me, where I feel like, could it even happen for me because of what I've done or because of what I've been through? Like, Will it ever happen for me because of that? But I've had to learn that it's not just about praying, but it's also about having faith and believing that it can happen for you. That no matter how long it takes, it can still happen. So don't let the wait make you believe that you don't deserve it or make you lose faith in whatever you're waiting for. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to forget about what you're praying for. He wants you to stop waiting on the Lord and just take things into your own hands because he can then distract you or take you off course. But if you just keep believing, no matter what the thoughts that come in are, no matter how you feel, no matter how unqualified you feel or you just feel like you don't deserve it or whatever it is, if you just keep believing, it will come to pass. The last very important thing I'll say about this whole waiting season, this whole waiting game, is to seek the kingdom above all else. Seek the kingdom and all things will come to pass, will be added basically seek God in every single thing you do we can get so caught up in trying to seek the next opportunity find the relationship get more money get a house get a new car that while our eyes are focused on trying to get all of those things and wondering when they're going to come we lose sight of God our eyes subconsciously come off of God When we're so wrapped up and so caught up and just getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it, whatever it is, whatever you want, we get so focused on that, that we, that God almost just becomes secondary and everything else that we're waiting on or that everything else that we want becomes priority. Instead of spending time and energy trying to get those by yourself and focusing on them so hard, seek God and all of those things will just be added and then some. And then some, I just want to put emphasis on that because we only pray for, you know, what we can see and what we, not what we can see, but we pray for essentially what we want, right? The desires that we have. But another beautiful thing about walking with God is that he's going to give you the desires of your heart and then some. He's going to give you things that you couldn't even imagine or couldn't have even known to pray for but you just have to seek him and his kingdom. Everything you desire is in him, but you have to go to him to get it. The best part though, is that after the wait and the process of getting those things is over and you actually see that thing that you've been waiting on and you actually have it, it's like tangible. You get something way bigger. You get him, you get God. That's the ultimate win. And you become someone that you could have never thought you could have become in that whole process. So steward the weight wisely. Use it as preparation. Use it as resting, as a resting period. Use it as a time to get to know yourself, to get to know God. And watch everything that you've been waiting for or desiring come to pass in a way that's better than if you would have taken it into your own hands. That is a wrap on this episode of Spiritual Slang. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I hope that this episode helped you have just a little more faith in whatever it is that you're waiting on or whatever um, your heart desires that you don't have at the moment, but just have faith to know that it will come to pass um, and that it's worth waiting on. It's going to be worth it. So thanks again. Whatever platform you're listening on, please like or follow it really really does help me Um, and just look out for the next episode I post episodes every other week and I'll just leave it at that Um, I'll end it like I end every other episode of mine which is wait on God don't give up and stay prayed up bye y'all